I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in, meaning I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animals I View podcast. I may have shared this quote before from Lord Robert May, who, among other achievements, was chief scientific advisor to the UK government and head of its Office of Science and Technology between 1995 and the year 2000, and was president of the Royal Society between 2000 and 2005. And I'll, I'll put a link to his bio in the podcast notes. When I was creating one of a myriad, it seems, webinars about animals and continuing to this day, what a surprise, and all associated topics, which most things are, of course, this particular quote was connected to a marine mammal census of 2012. And here is Lord May's quote. It is a remarkable testament to humanity's narcissism that we know the number of books in the U.S. Library of Congress on the 1st of February 2011 was 22,194,656, but cannot tell you to within an order of magnitude how many distinct species of plants and animals we share our world with. I would add to Lord May's quote, nor do we understand who they are really, and nor do we really care to understand who they are really, by actually asking who they are and how they are on this magical planet that we share with them. When Lord May spoke about the millions of distinct species of plants and animals on Earth, it's something that never fails to delight me. It fills me with this childlike joy, and it also fills me with such a deep sense of gratitude, no matter how my day happens to be going in human experience. Case in point, the blanket octopus, who closely resembles a veritable rainbow. Imagine it. There you are enjoying a perfectly wonderful outing of snorkeling in Australia off the Great Barrier Reef when, wowza! Out of nowhere, seemingly, you, a marine biologist, spot a blanket octopus that has only been sighted maybe three times in that location. In other words, an incredibly rare occurrence. Now, from my perspective and that of the animals, this, of course, has the universe written all over it. We've talked before about how there are no coincidences in the human experience, and when seemingly one in a million odds are at play, that's the mystical part of the planet speaking directly to you. It certainly could have been, say, an accountant tourist who was on vacation in the area, or a retired banker, or anyone else, right? 
which is how this works after all. The octopus chose, of course, to be seen because for animals in the wild, what we perceive as a chance encounter or a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence is really nothing more than that animal choosing to connect. Much in the same way they connect with each other all over the planet, it is based on vibration and frequency emanating between two, in this case, physical fields of energy that resonated with octopus. I would say that this was octopus's way of saying, hey there, yes, I'm still here. Yes, I agree that the colors on my body are stunning, and yes, I'm happy to be seen, and I'm happy to share with you. Oftentimes, it's not more than that, although I have a hunch that just as often, the animal has a message to share, and definitely in this case, for this particular marine biologist, they could ask, even afterwards, for the message. Because as time is part of the human illusion and the non-existence of sliding dimensions is also a part, any being in any experience can revisit, if you will, the GPS pin of energy that was created. And because the biologist was part of this energy, they too can reconnect with the collective awareness of Octopus, capital O, who will happily facilitate the message on the part of all octopus everywhere. Think of each individual being an ambassador for the rest, and we too can also become ambassadors for them. Humans, you know, we're, we're, we're also fond of looking at the actions of animals in the wild, all animals really, through the imperfect lens of human experience. And laud, it is imperfect. <laughs> Which means that our interpretation of what happens is usually skewed heavily towards our species, usually, and away from other species. We turn any predatory intrusion on our part into their territory as them attacking us, for instance. And, of course, more often than not, the guilty party doesn't lose their life. The non-guilty party does. We spend so much dang time studying them and their actions, their habits, etc., that we completely forget to ask them who they are and how they are. Again. We see everything through the lens of human experience, and as well, we measure their actions against any illusions we have about them, most significantly in our relationship to our perceived understanding of what research says. And mostly through scientific observations, and I truly, I promise, (laughs) won't belabor that point, as I've already done so many times before in the course of this podcast. The bottom line is that when we elevate them to a certain extent energetically, and we refer to them as power animals and air quotes, our animal totems, it's always done, even that is always done with a sense of separateness, as if our very feet don't walk upon the same ground as theirs do. Or maybe it's species envy that we can't breathe underwater like they do. Or in some cases, a species has a brain larger than ours. Oh, heavens no. Or or that we need a contraption called an airplane and the like to soar among the clouds like they do. 
And yes, now that I think about it, species envy definitely resonates. Do they envy us? You may be wondering. Hmm, what do you think? I think decidedly not. Which brings us round to the message from Eagle, which is explore. The newspaper article in question was from early November 2021, the New York Times, and I'll post a link to that in the podcast notes. The title of the article, which certainly got my attention as well as Eagle's attention, was This Eagle is Very, Very Lost. (laughs) And here was the message. No self-respecting eagle would ever say they were lost because they aren't lost, ever. Not surprisingly, this message would be delivered with a rather dry wit and just a bit of side eye, as you might imagine coming from a Stellar's sea eagle, an earthling who has a six to eight foot wingspan, which outspans a bald eagle, and whose body weight comes in just under our friend, the harpy eagle. The stellar sea eagles, normally solitary individuals, hang out in China, Japan, Korea, and the east coast of Russia. This allegedly lost eagle was spotted on the east coast of the United States near the Atlantic, having started in Alaska, flying across the country, and is thought to have traveled as far south as Texas. The bird research have a term for it naturally, and perhaps equally as naturally, it comes with a word whose definition is, quote, the state of wandering from place to place, having no permanent home or means of livelihood. I am fairly certain, just upon hearing those words, you'll understand better what I mean by the imperfect lens of human experience. The fact that this particular eagle happens to be in an unusual place, likely minding its own business, humans jump to the conclusion that this eagle is lost, which I guess roughly translates to having a GPS system short out and not knowing where one actually is at the time one is actually where one actually is located. Again, both eagle and I perceive this is highly unlikely. The term is vagrancy. It also implies that, as it is a bird, it needs to hang out with other birds. And in fact, the article states that biologists surmise about this particular species of eagle that it may very well die because it is separated from their flock. This flies, pun intended, I apologize, in the face of how they are, which is as solitary predators, as some predators often are, and on occasion they come together in feeding groups. Other than that, it's not unusual to see them flying by themselves, and if they do fly within a group formation, it is often with great distances between them. When I open up to Stellar Eagle, I get a sense of a very keen brain, incredibly sharp eyesight, immense power, and, now that they have access to my thoughts about this one lone wolf, pun also intended, they are amused and highly so. As sharp as their talons, equally as sharp as their opinion about the ways of humans and their view of how all other species must always, quote, give way to the most ruthless predator of all, the collective of humans. And yet, even in this very brief interaction, as the longer message about exploring will follow in just a few minutes, There is an acceptance of their life form, the abilities as well as the drawbacks of said life form, and the deep, deep sense of peaceful joy and fierce gratitude 
for exactly this experience for this collective soul awareness on this planet at this point in time. Quote, without each of us, Stellar Eagle says, referring to animals everywhere, literally holding it together for humans everywhere, your species and your young would fail to hatch and you would be wiped from the face of the planet. This sends a message befitting, I think, a predator who literally has no natural predators once they reach adulthood. And so let us continue the message from Stellar Eagle and their message in one word, explore. And here it is. It is literally laughable if we were prone to such a display that humans refer to us as being in a state of vagrancy. That is as impossible as our spokesperson has said. How could any one of us be homeless when the entire earth herself is our home? Her rivers and seas and lakes are our blood. Her bones of mountains and hills mimic the very structure of our wings with the adornment of trees, flowers, and hollow places where other entities take their rest as our own feathers provide both lift, grounding, and security in all we do. It is less amusing that you would deign to put your myopic lens of trivialized delusions of grandeur as being the only species capable of such global knowledge upon such a species as ours when you can't even manage to flow capably with the elements and learn from the past. Even our eaglets know when to fly and when not to fly, based on airspeed, atmospheric pressure, and time of day for optimal wind temperature. Can your eaglets, as it were, manage to sustain themselves so soon out of your nest? We perceive this not to be so. And yet, even as we are speaking so directly to you, it is in the energy of exploration that we invite you to join our ambassador, Stellar Eagle, in their wisdom of pushing new boundaries in the adventure that awaits. What seems an anomaly is nothing more than that of our collective awareness that if one among us explores in an authentic way, it is done for all. We cast no aspersions on our family members who step outside of our traditional roots and patterns because we know that as the earth herself shifts, so too must we. Another message you seem to be especially good at ignoring amongst your own species For it is with these adventuresome ones, twos, or threes, with whom our own life force energy is inextricably bound, that all of us breathe, grow, and live more than perhaps what our ancestors before us breathed, grew, and lived. It is the true purpose of each of us to answer the soul's own urge that the rest of us are all counting on. We hope to be able to say the same for each of you, given time. And at least, that's how Eagle sees it. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service via www.lazanneflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I encourage you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events, such as new classes and online psychic fairs. This has been the Animals Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.